Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to Culture Vulture 2024. Belle, tell us where you are and your situation. <laughs> Not under a um, duvet this time. No, but we do like to keep you guessing. Do you like to keep it rough and ready? Okay, the scene is I'm sort of in the kitchen of a guest house, empty guest house, because it's low season, no one's around in Lagosh. Um, lying on the floor on like outdoor sun lounger cushions um, in a simple polar fleece <laughs> and a Pilates bed. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, it was the most soundproof place. <laughs> I love the way you called it Pilates. Like just so like posh. <laughs> I don't like, know why, but I bought these pants on a whim before Christmas and they just they make me feel like a a hip-hop dance teacher or b a Pilates instructor from 2008 and I can't stop wearing them and it just felt like an important detail are they flared out at the bottom they've got a kick flare I'd say boot cut yep 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 understood pictured audio listeners well you're all audio listeners because we do not (laughs) thank god we do not do video (laughs) to go with this um so bells on the floor and Lagosh, I'm in the walk-in wardrobe in my dad's bedroom <laughs> um, and Belle's in a fleece. I'm in a T-shirt and still too hot because it's New Zealand summer. You'll notice that we're in different places again, which is sad for us, but back to doing our long for the distance. <laughs> back to long distance, back to being husbands. Um, and I want to know, Belle, yeah. what describes your break? Really good question. I've had a really nomadic time. As per. <laughs> Nothing's new. I'm back to my old nomadic ways. I want to say, like, clearing the slate. I was, like, watching this nice little video about this before, which is just this idea of, like, totally resetting, which obviously a holiday break is designed for. I'm just not very good at taking them. But... um I've been experimenting with being really slow to reply to people's messages, not having anything interesting to say, a lot of solitude, a lot of reading, um, and then also a lot of cold sea swimming. Mm. So you really have been, that that feels like a massive reset. Yeah. System reset. Yeah. I just like, I stopped being able to use my brain towards the end of last year. It was a very scary feeling. So I've just been... um, yeah, it does sound like a wellness, a self-induced wellness retreat. And, you know, I'm going to lean into it. And she's been calling um, her daily walks hiking and healing. Is that what you've Stop. been calling it? Don't. This sounds hiking. like a... <laughs> You want me to keep that private? This... <laughs> when, I... when I told you that, you did tell me. I said, maybe I should franchise this. And you said, it does sound like something Richie McCall's wife would charge five. <laughs> 
grand too. <laughs> no, literally, it was like, it, it was like, yeah, I'm just going for really long walks and I'm listening to like philosophers or something. And I was like, holy shit, that kind of sounds like what I need to be doing. Yeah, so if anyone's interested, I could give you a little um, plan of, of what I've been doing for a small fee and you get a discount on these kick flared Pilates <laughs> Belle's like starting this new fucking MLM hiking and healing and you have to get 10 people to come with you, but they make significantly less money yeah. the more people you sign up. <laughs> Cringe. I'm that girl from your high school sliding into your DMs like, hey, hun, yeah. haven't, haven't chatted in a while, but here's something I think you'd really love. Um, that's enough with me. I could talk about <laughs> hiking at cliffs along Portuguese coast for years. What about you? What describes your break? My break is described by I watched Grown Ups for the first time. <laughs> How are we friends sometimes? <laughs> I know. I like developed a crush on Adam Sandler. No! Like he's so ah! cute. Yeah, like Adam specifically Adam Sandler and Grown Ups. Like I, I get some people. Oh. It's not their cup of tea. He's not their cup of tea, but. I loved Happy Gilmore growing up. I loved Waterboy. And then I watched Grown Ups and just rediscovered Adam Sandler. He's so chill. Um, well, his character is. He seems mm. great. Um, I did a lot of a lot of reading. I read Good Material by Dolly Alderton, which is our book club pick for next month, everyone. So I'm not going to spoil that. Sorrow and Bliss, Val, which I think you had recommended to me. Yes. Did you love it? Yeah, I loved it. I really, really, it felt like, you know how there's that era of, um, like, sad girl fiction, like my year of rest and relaxation, things that are just, like, really depressing, and I didn't really love them, but this feels like it's in that world, but it's not as bad and, like, depresso. Love. Like, it's pretty intense. Okay. Um, Ghost Lover by Lisa Tadeo. This is, like, one of the best books I've read, like, maybe, oh, I don't want to say ever, but in a long time. Have you started reading this? Um, Yes, I have, and I love it so far, and I can't stop reading it. The writing's just so good. Um, I also read Girl Crush by Florence Given. This one I'm not recommending. I It just, the writing didn't hit for me. Um, I thought, I saw a lot of people reading it, so I was like, Okay, I'll pick it up from my local library. The idea was really fucking cool and it should have really landed for me as someone that works online all the time and is like low-key kind of struggling with that right now. But that one, I read it, but I'm not recommending it. And then Penance by Eliza Clark, fucking amazing. If you were on Tumblr or if you're interested in true crime or if – because I'm not interested in true crime, but I was on Tumblr. This book is fucking incredible. Belle, I would also recommend you read Penance by Eliza Clark. Okay, amazing. Can I put a book reckon just yeah. sliding in at the end? Yeah. I read um, and I highly, I like immediately, I think like three pages in message June was like, you have to read this book. It's called Stay True by Hua Si and it honestly, I gobbled it in one train ride, one three and a half hour train ride and like was bawling at the end and it's just the most beautiful non-fiction book I've read about friendship ever um and if you have lol kind of relationships with uh 
the band's Pearl Jam and Dave Matthews Band. You must read it. Okay. Well, and even if you don't, me, you also must read it because Belle recommended it very highly, <laughs> even though I don't know. Well, I know Pearl Jam, don't know the other band. So that turned into a little book roundup recommendation, and I think that's because I was trying to stop myself from thinking about anything, so I just read all the time, tried to stay offline. But we did have a big milestone where we handed in our manuscript, the first draft of our manuscript for our book, Make It Make Sense, which was probably the most relieving, thank fucking God, slash nerve-wracking thing ever yeah this has been the most intense experience of my waking and emailing life like we submitted writing on the coattails of a two-day hangover just like in such an exhausted relief and I feel like I collapsed on the floor afterwards and messaged you like it's over (laughs) (laughs) it's done which is not entirely true because for anyone that's ever published a book, I have not. Um, there's a lot more edits to come, but it feels good to have the first draft out of the way. I think you're all going to love it. It feels so good, and we've been reassured that that's almost the hardest part. So we're so excited to share it with you, and hope you love it as much as we do. And and it'll be nice for you to actually read it instead of just hear us talking about um, the perils <laughs> of writing it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we've got a very quick should we care today because um, I wrote it, (laughs) not Ruby, which means I just thought I was trying to stay quite offline over the break. And so I just thought of the few things that happened since we've been gone that I thought maybe we should talk about. First one, Ariana Grande dropped a new song, Yes And, and... Yes, and. And I saw someone saying, like, oh, good to see Ariana Grande is in her um, improv era because improv, oh aren't, aren't you, like, not that I've ever done it, but aren't you meant to just, like, something happens and then you just say, yes, and. Yes, oh, my God. <laughs> it's giving high school drama with they're, like, yeah. um, <laughs> we're, like, um, we're in a construction site. Yes, and. Your ex-wife just walked in. Yes, and. I'm handing you a pickaxe. Yes, and. Now we're on a treadmill. It's like. God. Okay. So that's essentially the lyrics of the song. No, no. The lyrics of the song. Uh, first of all, it really sounds like, and maybe it actually sampled, haven't fact-checked this. It sounds like Madonna. That's the vibe of the song. And then the there's a little bit of pushback right now because she well, these are the lyrics in the bridge. Don't comment on my body. Do not reply. That's valid. Um, Your business is yours and mine is mine. Why do you care so much whose dick I ride? And that's sort of like 
talking to the people that really, because she had a bit of controversy this year when she got with SpongeBob, Ethan Slater, um, who had been married for a long time and had just had a child. Really interestingly, um, page six, who fueled like cheating rumors and basically like ruined Ariana Grande's rep for a little while, then came out after she like released the song and were like, there's been no substantial evidence that Ariana Grande was cheating or whatever. And like they were the ones that fueled all the flames. So tabloids oh. fucking suck. Ariana Grande's new song. Honestly, it's not really my vibe. So should we care about this? I'm inclined to say no. <laughs> I loved that monologue. I'm inclined to say no, even though I put it in there. Do you hear? No, okay. I would say genuine, generally not, but I was trying to come at this from a critical angle and like try and have an interesting take on this. One, I think it's really interesting that therapy speak is starting to infiltrate pop culture. I think like Olivia Rodrigo was like kind of spearheaded that, but very much this is like she's talking about being her authentic self and like setting boundaries or that's what's implied in the song. I just think that's so interesting that like that's infiltrated social media and now like celebrities are doing it in their art is really interesting to me. Yeah. Secondly, loving the resurgence of um, like artistic dance music videos. I think like Jungle really sort of brought this back with their song back on 74. And I sort of love that for her. Um, But it's just like, this vicious sort of like vultury cycle symbiotic relationship critics have with with pop stars and pop stars needing their attention and then hating their attention and it's just like this sort of spiral that goes on and on and on and like Madonna and Paula Abdul were making their music videos about this in the 80s and we're still here it's almost like what has actually changed nothing has changed nothing has changed and that is why celebrity is so boring also i've like no celebrity is not boring that's not fair but it's so cyclical that it's like you can almost see the playback or the like how how everything like yeah nothing feels new and the fact that we're using therapy speak in art and in songs is like kind of isn't that wild like are you cracking up about that yeah i'm like kind of icked out by it anyway next should we care margot robbie uh Reckons that everyone is probably sick of the sight of her, which um, I don't think anyone in the goddamn world has been sick of the sight of Margot Robbie. But I thought this was interesting considering today's episode, which we haven't actually talked about, is about girls wanting to grow up and women wanting to grow down and the fact that men don't really have to consider a lot of these things. So... Back to back to what I'm actually talking about. Margot Robbie spoke to Deadline and she was basically, this is what she said. I also think everyone's probably sick of the sight of me for now. I should probably disappear from screens for a while. Honestly, if I did another movie too soon, people would say, her again? We just did a soul hump. We just did a soul hummer. We just did a whole summer with her. We're over it. I don't know what I'll do next, but I hope it's a little while away. And like the reaction to this has been like, why do male actors never see, say this? Why do male actors never be like, oh, I should probably give people a break from me? Or like, like the funny <laughs> one was like, why can't Chris Pratt like 
think, oh, they probably need a break from me. And I just think that's really interesting because women are like so often made to feel annoying and like she's just doing her job but she obviously is like I need to give people a break I mean she probably just wants a break herself but like it's such a inherent like oh I'm being too much I should just chill out for a while so that people don't get sick of me and I don't know how often do we hear male celebs say that 100% I thought that was a really great take and like yes that Barbie press junket would have been absolutely grueling it had like the biggest marketing and PR budget almost in history right so and how just how many I feel like every time I open my phone there's like a different cut of another fucking interview of her sitting next to Greta Gerwig like promoing that film and I think there's something really elegant and about a woman who's like, I'm taking a pause. Like Fleabag came to mind when everyone was like, season three, season three. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is like, hmm, I'm enough. But you're so right. Like yes. I've never heard of a male celebrity being like, maybe I'll put my abs away for a while. Who knows? Crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't, and, and like that was not my take. That was the internet's take. But I was like, yes, it's actually so true. Um, so I do care about that because let women take breaks for things other than having kids. Yes. It actually reminded me of this great Roxanne Gay quote, which says um, she posted it a couple of years ago at the end of the year. And she said, um, I hope to spend more time creating and less time on the hamster wheel of maintaining visibility. I just thought that captured it so uh. poignantly. That's what I want for my 2024. Should we make an audio vision board with with the um, listeners? <laughs> audio vision board. Okay. <laughs> Creating, not maintaining visibility, no therapy speak in songs, and Cringe. also on that vision board is Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Bring Do you know in. about Gypsy Rose, Val? Yes, I've been lightly following this controversy or this story, and it's just like, well, to me that this is – in the like this has come up in January of 2024 everyone um Gypsy Rose Blanchard is 2024's it girl if you didn't know I think most of us know um she served eight years in jail after conspiring to kill her mother her mother who I don't know what the like proper way like her mother who did Munchausen by proxy or her mother who fooled Gypsy and people around her into like thinking she had health problems um like literally like leukemia muscular dystrophy asthma Gypsy didn't actually have any of that um and so she's been in jail she's just been released she got married while she was in in prison really like with someone from the outside yeah with someone from the outside anyway the actually only thing I want to say about this, well, she's been doing, like, she's big on TikTok. People are making memes out of her. She's on Instagram. I, I like, this is so not a hot take, but it's very dystopian. Like, it's very, like, what the fuck? She's come out of prison. Everyone's obsessed with her. Like, that's fine. I'm not going to yuck people's yums, but it's just, like, is this the pipeline now? Like, out of prison to viral on TikTok? Like, oh. weird. I was actually talking about this today about um, Chappelle Corby, which is like a bit of a Southern Hemisphere reference, but she 
got imprisoned. Um, she was an Australian woman who got put in prison in Bali after having um, being caught with drugs in her boogie board bag. And she became like, it became just like extremely high profile case. And like for years and years and years was just gobbled by media attention. And then she just like came out of prison, went on Dancing with the Stars, and now is famous on <laughs> Instagram for making weird resin clocks. It's just like, no, sorry. No. It's like, it's so batshit, this whole world that we live in online. Like the whole online sort of fake world is just, oh, I don't know. You could tell we've been writing a book about this. <laughs> it's just like fame at any cost, right? Like whatever you're famous yeah. for doesn't matter and then we'll slam you on a little dance show and like make you compete yes. against a politician and then we'll use your media, your like personal social media following to try and sell a pair of shoes and like fucking whatever other commercial deal we can get in there. no. Honestly, the one thing that I loved about the Gypsy Rose sort of becoming famous story is that people started coming for her husband because of, I don't know, I don't know if it was because of like the ethics of marrying someone in prison um, or if it was because of how he looked, but she commented, Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We don't owe anyone anything. They jealous because you're rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. And then he commented back and was like, yeah, baby, come and get it or something. Oh, love like, you. You can, no, I'm like, keep that offline. Oh. So I kind of, okay, I care about this because it's really interesting, the people that we decide to blow up and become obsessed with. Um, I don't really care about the husband's debug fire. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care about this, and then you always do that magic thing you do, which is reframe it in an interesting way that makes me go away and think about things. And you and I have been writing about this a lot in our book, not to plug it again, but it is relevant, which is just like um, how much of ourselves do we give online in this feeling like people owe their followers or their fans like intricate details of their lives and it's like keep it in the bedroom hey hun like this is private yes like <laughs> happy for you glad you're getting good day but like probably millions <laughs> of people didn't need to know it i don't know and now for the main event bell one thing that i did see when I was trying to be offline, but I couldn't help but see it come across all my feeds, um, was 12-year-olds in Sephora, or rather, like, 20 to 30-year-old women on TikTok being really mad about 12-year-old girls being at Sephora, getting their parents to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars for them on drunk elephant skincare or other skincare that, like, has things, has products in it, has like ingredients in it rather that aren't really meant to be used on young skin. And then at the same time, there's been a bit of chat online about like grown women having or reclaiming like girl hobbies. And like obviously we've seen girl dinner, girl math and the infantilization of like women. And so there was like this real 
girls are wanting to grow up, women are wanting to grow down. What the fuck's going on here? Did you see any of the um, 12-year-olds at Sephora shit come across your feeds? Did that permeate? <laughs> Did that permeate your self-induced Pilates <laughs> Yes, retreat. Because I'm it's, sorry if it did. <laughs> well, I'm trying to send to myself. No, it did. I think the first thing I saw of it, which cracked me up, which resonated with me as a girly who was using like Kmart mismatched BB cream yeah. at 16 to try and feel like grown up, was this video of this girl on a bus watching um, young girls like, look through their Sephora hauls and she was like girl I just want to let you know like I was setting my makeup with hairspray until I was about 17 and I just thought that encapsulated it so well it's just like it's almost this weird reversion to 1950s housewife mentality of of like perfection and like having every all the products you need for perfection it feels like super weird that 11 and 12 year olds are feeling that I know and and I wonder like are they even feeling I don't okay I'm making this theory as we're talking because I haven't thought about it like this but it's like I don't know if they're looking for perfection I don't know if they're looking to have good skin I don't even know if they're wanting to do this to be beautiful I think it's more that they like literally have seen it all on TikTok and have that I need to have these products Mm because it feels good in the moment to have these products and to do it all. But I don't even know if they're thinking so far as to be like, and then this will make me pretty or this will anti-age yeah. me. I think they just want, want, want. Like I think they just want to have the cool thing, which is not new. I mean, even when we were setting our faces with like hairspray, we were still probably <laughs> like just – seeing other people doing that and being like, oh, I should go and get this hairspray and it'll make my makeup, whatever it is, stay longer. Like, I wonder if they're, because they're so young, even cognizant of wanting to look. I mean, I'm sure some of them are, but I reckon it's more it feels good to be buying stuff than I need to look like, oh, I'm 10, I need to look like I'm 7. Like, you know, like... (laughs) The smoky eye is really going to do it. I think, though, I guess, yes, and maybe it's not about looking perfect but feeling accomplished. Like, don't you think there's this feeling yeah. you have of when you have all the products you're meant to have, you're like, I've got this jelly, jelly cleanser for Tuesdays and when I've had been at the gym and then I've got this, like, hydrating serum. It's like this feeling of being accomplished and being put together and women are always being sold additional shit to feel put together and it's just so sad to me that we're robbing young women of like the mess of life like normalized women coming apart yeah I totally agree and I can sometimes come across as a cynic about this kind of stuff because I think because I grew up in a family of boys I never really bought into it or was like encouraged to or shown what to use but I can't deny that I feel so much better even though I can't make myself do it because I'm not good at sticking to a routine like you do feel great getting into bed if you've like washed your face and moisturized and done all the things that you're supposed to do like it does 
it feels good. I don't know if you need a 12-step routine. I'm also not a beautician, so, like, not sure about that. No. But <laughs> there is a feeling. and But then, is it society telling me that I feel good? Or do I actually feel good? Yeah. Something it's, to it's consider. really interesting. I had a phase where I was writing a lot for skincare brands, and it was sort of around the time of Glossier's, like, total boom into ah. girlhood. And it was and, – and Drunk Elephant had actually just, like, really broken onto the scene. And it was, like, when all the it girlies were posting photos of their – like bathroom shelves with heaps of chic products and it was like the more products you had Mm. the more like you knew about your skin and not knowing about your skin was embarrassing and again I think it's that like um feeling of wanting to rush forward to a time when you've got everything figured out and you must have things figured out if you've got specialist skincare I was like what what is that for young boys? I'm not sure. Or, like, how does that manifest the other way? I don't know yeah. if it does. Okay. I don't think it does in terms of, like, obviously skincare and things like that. I reckon for young boys there's a lot of pressure if you don't have, like, the latest, like, gaming console. Or, like, you, like yeah, no, okay. not specifically, like, gaming console, but there is a little bit of, like, like oh well they're all hanging out and playing this one game and blah 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 blah, and like my family can't afford it or like I don't have it or I'm not interested in that also like the gym I remember when like boys would start going to the gym feeling like they had to be jacked and maybe like protein I don't know (laughs) protein powder I was like how do men work so weird no but I (laughs) it's so interesting I think it's kind of sad that we're robbing now like young people of the mess messiness of youth and that's obviously not a hot take but this sort of like expressing itself in in young girls being at Sephora which for anyone who I'm again also not a big makeup skincare girly a huge reason to do with that is probably what I saw when I was copywriting into that world but also I can't really afford it and also I don't know how to use it but it's like so expensive you could walk into Sephora and drop a grand, like, without even really thinking about it. Yeah. So it's, like, so sad to me of the, like, commercial drain this is having on their parents and their lives when it could be directed at something way more meaningful. I know. And a lot of the videos that I watched of people that worked at Sephora being, like, parents would go in and spend, like, 500 to $900 on like the what? things that their kids wanted US dollars so for us it's like yeah two grand Basically almost double. Was yeah and a lot of the commentary and I wonder where you sit on this because we're not parents but are like why are the parents not just saying no and then I reckon there is a little bit of like no one wants their kid to be the outcast no one wants their kid to be like yeah going without and then feeling being made to feel like shit but also fuck if I was a parent I'd like to think that I'd just be like darling we can't afford that or even if we could like hey like because drunk elephant a lot of the products aren't even meant to be used on young skin so 
I don't, no. I don't know. It's so crazy. You're right. I'm thinking about like imagining if, you know, when you'd start another school year and you'd get a list of stationery you, you had to get and buy. And like yeah. on that list is like added this whole extortionate skincare routine yeah. that your parents have to buy. <laughs> yes. Like already my parents were like, no, you cannot have the like, like, metallic designed Duracell shit it was like you just have to have clear or like the ugly like orange or green like let alone or nothing and take care of your fucking books (laughs) yes and so this that's the side of girls wanting to grow up girls have always wanted to grow up quickly because you always you feel too young for things, too young for things, too young for things. And then almost immediately you feel too old. There's like no in-between where we're ever just content with like the age that we are. Well, like I feel like I'm pretty content with like the age that I am, but it's almost a learned thing to be like mm-hmm. I'm 26 and I'm fine with it. Like it's like yeah. crazy. <laughs> like It's my birthday soon. Don't bring it yeah, up. Yeah, like your 30s are the best years of your life. It's like we shouldn't have to package these things <sighs> up to make us like believe that aging is fine because aging has been the most like constant <laughs> thing. Unavoidable thing. Forever. But there has been like I loved the research, the like, 20-year-old teenage girl thing when it was like, oh, we're all revisiting stuff we loved as kids and we're made to feel stupid about. Um, We're listening to, like, old pop music because maybe it's just better or, like, I don't know, because we can. But then there are times when it's become a little – it's gone a little bit too far and I'm just going to talk about a TikTok that I saw and – really hated okay go I love this this is one of my favorite types of Lucy content it was about girl hobbies and it was like next time someone asks you if you have hobbies tell them yeah I've got girl hobbies or whatever and like to be fair these are all fine hobbies and I think women are allowed to classify whatever that into as hobbies because we always get made to feel stupid for them but I don't like the idea that we've called these girl hobbies okay Grabbing a little treat, reorganizing instead of sleeping, going on hot girl walks, doing our skincare makeup or hair, social media investigative work, and shopping. (laughs) And this... Wait, what is social media investigative? Is it like stalking your crush? stalking your crush. Researching a brand or something? Yeah. And like these things... I do all of these things. I go and buy myself a little treat. I reorganize shit. I go on hot girl walks. Maybe I don't do my skincare makeup here as well as I should. Um, Social media investigative (laughs) work. It's like my whole job. And shopping. And I'm not that good at shopping, but I do like to buy books a lot, and it makes me feel really good. But this made me think of a substack by Anne Helen Peterson, Um, and she wrote about how men's hobbies are like often you have to drive somewhere to do them they're like sporty they take up half a day they really like you evacuate your life to do them to take um one thing that you've written about before but women's hobbies like especially if we're looking at these are so often bound with like homemaking they're like sewing or beading or like whatever bettering ourselves like doing our skincare going on hot girl walks fucking reorganizing and it's like labeling these things as girl hobbies is just like confining us 
a little bit I know it's not that deep but it feels like it's confining us into like things that take less time and things that like aren't real hobbies like you're allowed to go and do something that takes up three hours of your day and is out of the house and like you don't have to think about how this is making you a better person or your life better I don't know what do you think about um girl hobbies it kind of reminds me of girl math which was funny but then if you think too hard about it it's like well no we're not stupid yeah 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 I know I think you framed this so well because obviously loved the girlhood resurgence and I think I love anything that gives us language to like celebrate our nuances yeah and I was thinking about this actually yesterday because a group of friends, girlfriends of mine are away on holiday together and I was watching their stories and they're like making delicious meals for each other, sitting by the pool, like giving each other massages, like swapping clothes. It's the most like girlhood kingdom of a holiday ever. And I was thinking like, oh, it's so intimate and, and sort of feminine and like and quite sort of vulnerable the the way like girlhood sort of manifests and I do think it's such a shame that men miss out on that intimacy and I think that shows itself up in in relationship in heterosexual relationships all the time. And then it's just like why why aren't women allowed to go out and and be externally facing? It's like frames girl hobbies as these internally facing things on your right, self-betterment, making myself look hotter making my like room more aesthetic and men are like on a golf course and taking those photos where they're all lined up yeah. in a row not like touching each other with their like um hands holding a golf club in front of them yes hover hand <laughs> <laughs> yes but it's like on one hand what you're saying is so true like when you're talking about your friends on holiday and girlhood and like it being so intimate, these girl hobbies, like it's so beautiful that you can just do these with your friends and you're not doing very much at all, but it still can be the best time of your fucking life. Like going and grabbing a coffee with a friend can be as fulfilling as taking half a day (laughs) out of your life and like driving somewhere beautiful with the bros or like whatever. Like I don't, it's like so I love that we can do these really ordinary things and make them feel so fulfilling and fun. But then I'm also like, we are not, like I said before, confined to these things. No, absolutely not. And maybe I've referenced this study um, on a podcast before, but there was a study done years ago. It was when like Facebook was still the sort of lead social media platform. And it was like a massive scan of pro- people's profile pictures. It was also before, like, I guess gender fluidity had made mainstream um, sort of conversation. So the results were very binary. But they found that um, major- like the, like 90% vast majority of female profile photos, they were facing each other, touching each other, arms around each other, like really close and kind of affectionate. And to the complete opposite, men's were not facing each other, always like at an organized, most often at an organized event, like golf, like 
um, every Friday night we play football type thing. And the insight was like, generally speaking, men need organized rituals to bond with each other. Yeah. To be like, because there's like a, a fear of intimacy in that way, whereas girls will be like, um, getting my eyelashes done, do you want to come with? And then we'll like go and um, <laughs> reorganize my bedroom. Yeah. And I think it really revealed a lot about where things were at that time. I think maybe they've evolved now, but how, yeah, I think it is this internal versus external world and this prettifying of women versus men being able to go and be physical and kind of, bladdish outside of your home and it's like also one group of hobbies like that typically the men do are seen as way more legitimate and so they'll be like to their partners or whatever you know like well like what do you even do for fun like what do you do for fun it's like oh well first of all I'm probably carrying the whole emotional labor of the household so (laughs) that's that's really fun no no but yeah it's it's Hobbies have always been a very fraught thing, and obviously we're talking a lot about between women and men in this situation because I feel like that's what I've grown up knowing quite intimately, the difference between, like, hobbies that I have versus what my brothers have or, Mm. you know, my male friends have, which was why when I saw the, like, we're girls, we have girl hobbies or whatever it was, I was like, ah, like, okay, it's time to stop, like, Girlhood is great, but the sort of infantilization of um, grown women into feeling lesser or like confining ourselves into like the same boxes that feminism has been trying to get us out of oh is like God. maybe backwards. <laughs> totally. And this is something else I've been thinking about. I've been trying to get back into surfing this year as like one of my quests. And I find it so hard and so intimidating hiring a board or buying a board and like come walking down to the beach with it and like I sort of know what I'm doing but there's always just like so many more men and it's like you'd have to like carry this big thing and it's like a big rigmarole and it's something I really love to do and if I think about it at a bigger level it's also this weird thing about taking up space, like all of those girl hobbies are very petite, small activities. Mm. And these like masculine hobbies are like got heaps of gear and they're like kind of, and yeah, I think that that's something I really struggle with is that I can't surf in a private way. <laughs> and yes. I think that's sort of, there's something interesting in that and about girls made to feel like they have to do something quietly in the corner and not take up too much space. And I don't think that's, something that men generally think about when they're buying new golf clubs or like backing another piece of gear into the fucking garage. Yeah. And, and um, it's so true. One's easier to TikTokify me and my cute scrapbook versus like me having a like mental negotiation with um, myself with a surfboard standing on the beach. Like, can I get this on the bus? Like, can I yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. get it down to the beach? No, that's that's so interesting, and I, like women taking up space again, another another thing that I feel like we grow, we weirdly grow out of, like, but really immediately. It's like like you, well, for some of us, like when you're younger, you like do all the sports and do all the dancing and do all the blah 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 blah, and then suddenly you're just like, this isn't 
cool anymore. But it's like, well, how come it stays cool for dudes? Like, yeah, we are like, oh, now I should really be caring about my cuticles. Like, I don't know, just. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. One of my girlfriends has like this summer made her dad, like forced him to teach her how to change a tire, how to back a trailer, how to go fishing, all the different like petrol types, sure. But she was just like, why do I not know this? And why are you not passing it down to me as knowledge? You're a keen fisherman. You're like really into cars and shit. And like, why haven't you taught me just because I'm a girl? And I just thought that was like so cool and interesting in itself too, right? Yeah. So everyone, go out there and (laughs) continue to enjoy your girl hobbies, but learn the difference between 91 fuel and 95. Yeah, one (laughs) was out of car. One's premium. And on that note, Belle, what is on your radar coming up? Good question. I have just seen the TV show One Day. Uh, sorry, the film One Day has been turned into a TV show. And I'm always fascinated with how things are adapted into series like that. So that comes yeah. out in a couple of weeks. Got my eye on that. Reading Ghost Lover, as per your recommendation. Um, and this week I'm going to finish hiking up um a big kind of trail network along the cliffs of the coast um in my hike and heel retreat so um (laughs) the literal horizon is on my horizon I love that what about you like a wholesome on your radar on my radar is main girls the musical the movie I think that's what it's called um there I was going to write about this but then like life happened and I couldn't be fucked um there has been like a renaissance of movies that like don't tell you that they're musicals and then people go into the theater and get really like shocked upset angry surprised like Wonka I went to see Wonka none of us knew it was a musical and then London Laura who you all know from the podcast texts me and was like hey have you seen Wonka and I was like yeah I just went last night she was like me and Rupert like had to leave because we didn't realize it was a musical and they all just started singing and so um I've seen that happening with Mean Girls the movie that's just come out so for anyone that doesn't know it's a musical so prepare yourself I missed that yeah yeah and so um there's TikToks going viral at the moment of movie theaters uh like the person starts singing the first song and everyone just like exhales like no and so (laughs) Um, but I love a musical, so I want to go see that. I also love Renee Rapp. And um, Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino. I've just bought that book, so it's also on my radar. Gorge. The only – I'm not a musical girly. The only musical I will ever listen to or watch is the best film of all time. The School of Rock. Yes. School of Rock is the number one film of all time everyone I don't know if you know I won't hear I won't hear anything else (laughs) that is like the best way to end the podcast um on our radars (laughs) always perpetually is school of rock I am Mr Schneebly in another life as usual thank you for listening and if you want more of us we do have a very cute book club uh it's called shit you should read about you can come and read along with us and get bonus podcasts and I'll put the link in the bio so that you can join that you can come and read the daily newsletter 
Um, we have a very exciting new weekend newsletter that's going to be written by Belle, of course, this year. Um, and it's giving... That's funny. I was going to say it's giving advice, but it's giving advice. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's giving advice. It's gi- Anyway, watch this space. It's very. It's going to be very cool, very exciting, and there will be places where you can submit your questions for Belle to answer. Belle, got anything else to say to the people? Oh, just happy to be here, happy to be back, missed you, and sorry if you could hear me rustling around on this kitchen floor, um, lying on some, lying on basically a lilo. It's really funny. Oh, and also pre-order our book, Make It Make Sense. Uh, that'll be linked down in the show notes. And on that note, see you later. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.